Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line. She is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined a right center field. It is a face hit. Grounding third. Scoring kind of from left. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hey, good morning, everybody. We're back. The Bomber Brothers here to look ahead to another postseason series. The Yankees live to fight another day. They take care of business in a crucial, decisive game five in the Bronx yesterday afternoon. Felt a little weird seeing an elimination game uh, under the under sunshine rather than the Yankee Stadium lights. I feel like it's been about a decade since we've since we've seen something like that. The Yankees clinch a playoff series in a game that I guess started in the day. It was it was the it was dark out by the time the final out was recorded. But Sean, a tight series, uh tense series at times, a very frustrating series. But in the end, the game five decider pretty much went exactly as Yankee fans would have hoped that felt like a best case scenario that went pretty much exactly according to the script. The Yankees would have wanted game five to play out. And now we get Yankees Astros part three. Yeah. I mean the, you know, the, the, I don't want to say the nice thing about the series, but you know, the, the bloops that Cleveland we're getting we're getting hits on we're super frustrating but at the same time when you know that's the only way they can beat you it makes a three or a four run lead in an elimination game feel a lot more comfortable than if they were playing a team like seattle or 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 houston or you know the phillies where you know they could put up runs in a hurry um cleveland it it takes a lot of luck in order for them to do that. So once the Yankees got the three run lead, you're thinking, Oh, you're, you're feeling good. Like normal elimination game. You're saying, well, there's going to be a ton of stress still ahead, but you know, John Carlos home run in the first inning was absolutely massive. And, you know, speaking of day elimination games, I, th- I think we both kind of were feeling this way. It reminded me a lot of the 2012 division series. It was a day game on a Friday, I believe uh, where CC Sabathia threw a complete game. Um, complete game and gave up one run and uh i i know nestor only pitched five innings but he gave up one run he was absolutely brilliant 
I think the only thing that I would have changed is I would have definitely sent him out for the sixth. His pitch count was low. And at that part of the lineup, and he was cruising at that point, um, you know, now you have no Loisega today. Whereas if he had only pitched one inning, you you might have him. I understand you're not managing for tomorrow in a in a do or die game, but I thought uh Nestor looked good enough to continue to send him out. Um and it honestly, both sides, and, and this surprises me, it was a very poorly managed series by both Boone and Francona. Yeah, I think I I would agree that I would have liked to have seen Nestor come out for the six. I get it third time through the order. Uh, you know one bloop and then one rare blast. I know the guardians don't really hit home runs, but you know, that happens. And then all of a sudden it's a brand new game. So I, I understand that. I actually think Boone managed a, a solid game five, even had Cole up in the bullpen in the ninth in case things got, got crazy. So he was clearly finally kind of ditching his managing for tomorrow philosophy that has plagued him so many times in the past game, game three included, but no, totally agree. I'm, look, Terry Francona is a Hall of Fame manager. He's done amazing work at multiple different organizations that he's been a part of. But I mean, he burned two challenges in game four that clearly he was not going to win. And then doesn't challenge the diving play by Rizzo in the it's race to safe. first against Jimenez, which he was clearly safe. And he was asked about it after the game, and all he's like he wouldn't elaborate on anything. He just was like, "We ran out of time," but that just didn't seem like a replay that you needed much time to to realize. He was, I mean, all it took for us at home or, or at the game was one replay, and you realized, man, he was clearly safe. But I I think what happens is you have a replay guy, and there's the Cleveland replay guy apparently is awful because he got to you know he, Francona can't see it. He's waiting for a call down from his replay guy, I assume, and. I mean, at some point you got to not trust the guy after you lose two on, on third on uh in game four. But um, yeah, well, that's why I'm saying some of that's on Francona. Yeah. I feel like after what happened on Sunday, and you see the play from the dugout, yeah. I feel like even from that vantage point, you would be able to say, "Look, maybe he's safe, but this is a game five. Like I need to challenge yeah. this. We need base runners." Yep. I mean, look, it, it might it, when when you think about him throwing. Savali or so I don't even know how to yeah, pronounce Savali. it. Yeah, Savali. Another Savali. terrible. He, he wasn't he wasn't around long enough for me to figure out how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I know the Yankees have faced him. I think they faced him twice before this this year, but yeah, they get they scored um, 10 runs and nine innings against yeah, them. That was you know, you, you could have started an opener, gotten through the heart of the lineup, and then throw him, you know, once you got into the bottom half of the Yankees lineup in the second or third inning. But he chose not to do that, which to me was a huge mistake. And John Carl, look, he, I know he struck Judge out on that. That it was a nice curve on a, you know, being kind of right down the pipe, but it still had a ton of break. But other than that, he had nothing to to get the Yankees out with. And yeah, that's no. why he only lasted four four or five batters. Yeah, well, <laughs> so. his curveballs his his best his best out pitch, but he hung that to Judge and Judge missed it, and then Judge hit a home run off a curveball a uh, couple in, or an inning later. Not off Savali, but yeah, still, still was able to square one up after that. But yeah, talking about Francona and decisions, I mean, Savali was knocked around by the Yankees both times he faced them this season. He was he did not have a good season overall. It, it was a very curious decision to start him in the first place, given the stakes at Yankee Stadium, the fact that you knew you couldn't afford to, you know, deal with an instant deficit because of your team's 
struggles to score runs in bunches, especially in this series. I mean, the Yankees pitching was was great as a whole all series, but that that was that was a head scratcher, especially because you know you got you got length out of Trevor Stefan, you got uh, length out of Class A. Like you could have pieced together a full bullpen day with the relievers you threw out there after Savali and mix in what two innings from Bieber out of the bullpen, which I feel like should have been in play for them in a, in a do or die game five. It was a questionable decision, but one that worked out perfectly for the Yankees. I mean, Savali was clearly the weakest pitcher they were going to face that day. And the philosophy was we need to jump on him early and get this early lead. And it just took one swing from Stan and it might, might've not felt like it in, in the immediate, but, once Stan hits that home run, it's almost like, all right, well, that's that's the game right there. Yeah, I mean, the like like I said at the beginning, you feel so good because you're like, you know, the the games that the Guardians won, they blooped the Yankees to death and got some walks. And with Nestor, you know, you, you felt really good that that wasn't going to happen, especially to amount to three runs. And wound up being true. The only run that was scored was because of that collision in left field and feel horrible for Hicks you know I was really he had swung the bat a little bit better down the stretch I was really hoping he had a nice moment because he had a tough year and um I think it was mentally draining on him he was it looked like he was crying while he was walking off the field um so I I felt really bad for him but that was the only way the the Guardians scored a run was was on a bloop like that and you know I know we haven't we, we didn't have a chance to podcast in the middle of the series because of the rainouts there was just never an off day where it made sense but um to me yeah, I think this this series really showed you. I understand people you 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 like the contact and the non-strikeout approach, but if you're sacrificing power to do that in the playoffs, that's not gonna play. The Yankees did the Yankees hit under 200 this series. Is that correct? It's like they had like one of the lowest it was batting their, averages. It was their lowest team batting average in a postseason win in franchise history. And I think it was the fourth lowest overall for any team in franchise history. A couple spots behind the 2019 Astros, actually, in the ALCS, who uh, obviously beat the Yankees that year despite not, but, not hitting much. But they when they did hit, it left the park. Yeah, it's exactly it. When they when they got hits, they were done for big damage. And, um, you know, John Carlo had a, had a nice series. Judge hit two homers uh, besides otherwise struggling. I thought Rizzo had a real nice series. Um, Bader, huge props ba- to Bader. Yeah, Bader. The, the, Bader, all right, I'm not going to complain about Montgomery now. Um, no, no. <laughs> no, Montgomery is home, and Bader yeah. just hit three home runs in an ALDS series. Yeah. So, and and, and you, you know who had had a nice series? Uh, it, it didn't really show up in the numbers, but I thought it was he was very timely. And then he capped it off with the best celebration of all time was Glaber. Oh, yeah, I thought Glaber getting on in front of Judge a couple times was was huge, even if it didn't always pay dividends. But also, you know, he he gets that last insurance or he he gets that last insurance run yesterday after stealing the base. I thought I thought that was massive. Like you know, you get to four one and you're like, well, if we get like you know, if if Quan bunts and then Rosario gets a, a one of those opposite field doinkers then you got to face Ramirez and you get nervous but now it's like it's a grand slam game we're, we're good I, I thought Glaber had a really good series even if his numbers didn't bear that out yeah and you know a lot of people question moving him to the leadoff spot because he's not really a true leadoff hitter well Glaber actually is is good at at working counts I know it didn't come out immediately because his first at bat as a leadoff hitter he grounded out on the first pitch so it didn't give Judge much time to to take a look at uh, who was it? Who was starting that game? 
the the, the McKenzie, right? McKenzie, yeah. yeah. Um, but he certainly came into his own as the series went along. So huge props to Glaber, like you said. Uh, it, it was a big insurance run because we've seen a couple soft contact balls in play turn into a rally for the Guardians. Look no further than than Game Three. And yeah, I'll say this uh, home runs definitely reign supreme, especially in the playoffs. But that was one of the most frustrating opponents I think I've had to watch in a playoff series against the Yankees because you're just the entire time. You're just kind of like, really? Like that was a hit. This was a hit. Like it was it was infuriating, honestly, just to see how much how many balls dropped in that Bermuda Triangle behind shortstop and in front of left field. You know, the the infield singles that. Uh, turned into turned into rallies or scoring chances like man they uh I've obviously only watched the Guardians when they faced the Yankees this year and then a couple games against the Orioles because I was just like randomly into the Orioles in over the summer but I never remembered them stringing together hits like this I mean they it was definitely it was definitely a series that if they played again the Yankees could have easily swept if just some of those soft contact hits went the way they normally normally do but i mean credit to them for putting the ball in play and 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 fighting till the end but man it was it was frustrating to watch if you're not if you're rooting against the guardians yeah i mean you know game three should have had a defensive replacement and left and and you win that game the discourse on that has been well documented as well as you know not having homes pitch there but it is what it is at this point. They won the series, and now they're very poorly set up to go to Houston. But before we move on to to Houston, um, I, I think you know Bader's performance was incredible. But to me, I I got to give the series MVP to to Wandy, man. I mean that that dude is just out of this world. He pitched every game, and he sa- said he's ready to pitch t- today. I mean. Just I would incredible. have a co-MVP. This would be a 2001 World Series for me. Okay. I would go Wandy and Cole. Cole, yeah. Cole, that, yeah, that's it. We haven't even talked about that. Like, Cole, with, you know, we complained about him all season, and rightfully so. Game one, he was good. Game four was, a you know, a legacy-enhancing performance, where that's something, if the Yankees get lucky and go on a run here, that's something we're going to talk about in – you know, we're going to be talking about that in 20 years, that that game that was that was absolutely needed. And that's what they got him for. And he he delivered. And, yeah, that's what he's paid for. But it's hard to always live up to your paycheck in the in the major leagues. And he came out and gave the Yankees exactly what they needed. And he was ready to go again last night. So props to big props to to Garrett Cole there uh, coming up big. And uh, I thought, you you know, Aaron Hicks cried out of sadness. I thought you were going to make. Garrett Cole cry in his press conference after game one with the ovation he got. He was he was breaking down, man. You you just have a way of touching people's hearts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, he he's heard it. I'm sure he knows. You know, these players don't, you know, cower into into caves in between games. I'm sure that they hear the noise on social media or on talk radio, whatever it may be. And Cole has been heavily criticized for much of the Cole's been heavily criticized since the 2021 wild card game. And he's been bitten by the home run for almost the entire season, a record-setting season. He set the Yankee single-season strikeout record this year. He was always ready to take the ball when it was his when it was his time. He was healthy throughout the season, and people people forget that stuff. And and coming into the playoffs, we said it on here: like, look, 
the home runs are probably going to happen. It's kind of like a how I felt when we used to talk about Tanaka. It was like when once he got bit by the home run bug. It was like, look, as long as he just gives up, as long as this happens when there's nobody on base, he'll be fine. And look what happened. Cole gave up the the one home run to Quan in game one. Other than that, he was fantastic. Gives up the one home run to Naylor in game four. And other than that, he was fantastic. As long as he was keeping traffic off the bases to where those home runs didn't hurt him, then he was money. And a huge, huge performance. We can quiet the, the ace debates. I know we wanted Nestor in game one. I don't think anything from this series showed that we were we were necessarily wrong in saying that. I mean, Nestor was fantastic, but Cole Cole really showed up and that was that was huge to watch. And then to go back to to what you were saying to start this whole thing is that yeah, Wandy was absolute money. He is such a huge development out of the bullpen for the Yankees, who Suddenly go into this series, I know the outlook isn't great considering how they're set up and, and the opponent that awaits, but the bullpen just seems a lot better set up now thanks to Wandy and how great he looked this series and that Clay Holmes looked a lot better. Loisaga looked strong, seemed to be getting more swing and miss, which has been missing from his game since he came back. So there's the Yankees have a... Yankees have some weapons in the bullpen now that make you feel a little bit better about the later innings and, and would be even better if they can get Marinaccio back. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, yeah, that's a good call out on Loisig getting his swing and miss stuff back. Holmes as well against a team that doesn't swing and miss as much as the, your average major league team. Um, so I, I think that's huge. I do think, however, because the series had to go five with the rain out, you're not really compromised going into tonight. And Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Not Wandy. No, Wandy's <laughs> you, know, you know, there there's just certain players that you will grow fond of because of the way that they they come through or just like their demeanor. And Wandy's like one of those guys where you just like he's on the mound and you're like, he's not scared. Like he is, he has guts. And oh yeah, Wandy's like that, Nestor's like that. And you know, we were texting about this last night, transitioning over to the Astro series. I think Tyone is like that. Tyone. In game 162 last year, pitching on a very bad ankle, pitched three and a third shutout innings against the Yankees' nemesis in the Rays. And that was part of the reason they were able to at least play in that wild card game. I think that was big, and that showed me something about Tyone's character. Now, I think the Yankees have the deck stacked, two decks stacked against them tonight, <laughs> maybe three decks. But you go in with a puncher's chance in this series. 
Yeah, absolutely. And look, the, we know that the Yankees are not going to be seen as the favorites in this series. The weirdness of the scheduling and the DS between the rainouts and the stupid off day between games one and two, and just the way the the pitching staff had to be deployed because it went a full five games. The Yankees obviously hurt themselves by not taking care of business and finishing the job in game three, because that means they had to burn Nestor in game five. So the, the, the pitching staff is not set up the way you would have liked, but it's still a seven game series. Anything can happen in seven games. You know, the Yankees, the, the bats, they seem to have plenty of home run potential right now. Like in guys that are swinging, swinging the bat. Well, you got Rizzo, Bader, Stan, of course, judge seems to be, coming on again after a very slow start to this series. So there's there's plenty of candidates. Even Cabrera had a huge day in, in game three with a home run and a double. So you have confidence that the offense can, can do enough. It's really just going to come down to the fact that the starting rotation isn't set up very, very well for the seven-game series. So we'll have to see how that pans out. And the fact that the Astros are just a lot better than than the Guardians, like we talked about, Cole limiting the damage on on long balls. Well, it also helped that he was playing a team that doesn't hit home runs. Now you're facing an Astros team that does. That's really good. That has really good starting pitching. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if the Yankees win this series, it's probably going to have to be in in similar fashion to what we saw in this series, which was the pitching comes through. Your main starters like Cole and Nestor and and Severino, who did a really good job of settling down in game three, if they can be up to the task and those top three bullpen arms get the job done and the offense hits enough home runs to to win. But my expectations are not high, but I'm also reminding myself that this is a seven-game series and that anything can happen Weirder things can happen. Who would have thought the Phillies were going to handle the Braves so easily in in the DS? So, I'm not I'm not, not going to give up hope. We'll we'll see what happens. But yes, it's going to be a, a taunting task, especially tonight in Game One. Yeah, I you know it's it's one of those. Hey, baseball is weird. Hopefully, it goes weird in our favor. Kind of series, honestly. Um, I I think one thing though, like that, I would really like to see this series. I know we've kind of talked about this, but. You know, left field in Houston is very shallow. There's not a lot of ground to cover. Maybe try Stanton out there and get Carpenter some steady at-bats. Carpenter, even when he was right, was not a good pinch hitter. He was good when he was starting. Um, Not not when he was right, when he was healthy, excuse me. Um, So I would love to see them try that, if only because... You're, you know, left field's easy to easier to play in Houston with the with the Crawford boxes. So get John Carlo out there and the Astros have what maybe they, they might put one lefty on the roster out of the bullpen. So if you can have lefties in your lineup, it's going to really benefit the Yankees in terms of matchup advantages. I, I, I think you probably go that way. Um, I would love to see them take, you know, put Peraza on the roster too, but I don't think that's going to happen. It sounds like we're going to get LeMahieu. Yeah. Uh, Susan said on the post game that LeMahieu was, was packing a suitcase when when uh, the clubhouse was clearing out, it looked like he was heading to Houston. So that's that's a good sign. We'll we'll see. I mean, it could be a good sign. Obviously, if he's still feeling the way he was at the end of the season, then it's not a good sign because it means he's not going to be able to do much of anything. But hopefully this last 
week plus was was what he needed to to get some rest. But now with Hicks out, he's he's probably going to be on the roster. I would love to see Peraza over IKF, who finally the Yankees acknowledge what we've all been seeing for months. That was a whole other super frustrating aspect of of this series that kind of got covered up by the fact that the Yankees survived the series. But I mean, you've been telling us for months that IKF is such a good defensive shortstop and we're apparently not seeing something that they're seeing. And then lo and behold, they actually bench him. And then Hicks gets hurt and they still don't bring him in. They bring in Marwin Gonzalez. Shows you how far down the totem pole he got knocked down. Uh, And for good reason. So it's just frustrating because Cabrera came on so strong as a rookie down the stretch and Peraza was looking just as strong himself. I just don't understand why they don't think he could have handled it, but Cabrera could. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I know they like to save him for pinch running, but I'm really surprised LaCastro didn't play left field at all in this series. Um, mm-hmm. You know, game three, you have his speed out there. He gets to that ball easily. And then game five, they went with uh, Oswaldo out and left and, I'm surprised they didn't put LaCastro out there and just, you know, but I don't know. I don't understand Boone. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see how they change things up. And I, I hope I hope they are making a more permanent decision with IKF. Me too. And and like you said, Boone, Boone was open to Stanton playing the outfield in the ALCS. Didn't seem as much so with Carpenter, despite Carpenter saying this whole series that he'd be willing to play the outfield and has made it known that he's ready to play the outfield. I think they'd be much more comfortable with Stan. So if you put Stan in left, if you do Stan, Bader, Judge in the outfield, Carpenter, DH, Cabrera at short, um, uh, LeMayhew at third, because I'm kind of kind of done with, with Donaldson. I mean, he didn't have a terrible series, and he is a good defender, but... Uh, uh, yeah, he, he did some Donaldson-ish things, but his at-bats... Early in the series were good. They got worse as the series went on. Yeah, he like. he um, still had his all too familiar strikeouts on absolute yeah. hangers. Yeah. But uh, where he well, poses after he's <laughs> I've never seen a guy more proud to strike out. He's <laughs> he's like hell yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Look, personally though, I I cannot remember since two thousand three when they played the Red Sox wanting a series more. I am still so angry about the the trash tros thing and I, I think i've said this on the podcast to me now when the yankees play the astros it's more intense when they play the red sox because it feels so personal they took something from us as fans they took us they took away a trip to the world series at least one probably two because in 2019 the yankees were filing reports about the whistling and the all this other crap <laughs> look 2017 hurts it hurts a lot i wanted i wanted it really bad for that team that was the most fun yankees team that we've watched and i don't know how long but that series also just came down to the fact that the yankees didn't hit in houston yeah so they, they, I, they, I they know, get one but... or two more hits in houston and the yankees win that series despite the astros cheating so i don't know i, I try to remember that but no i i'm, I'm with you this is I want this series. I'm trying to think of when the last time I wanted a series more. It probably is 2017 just because of how fun that team was. And I wanted them to get to a World Series so badly. And it was so out of nowhere and, and enjoyable. Um, yeah, but but it's like you want it because you're happy. It's it's a different kind of desire when you're angry, I feel like, or you want yeah, to a, yeah. to, a, to event. You know, this is like the Avengers. We we need to we need to undo <laughs> the snap. We and 
you know that it, it's it's just different when you're angry. That's the only way I can describe it. And I'm I'm angry with with Houston. So it's going to be an intense series. I uh, I'm really nervous because I really have a bad feeling about it. But well, um, good because you had a bad feeling about yesterday. I did. I had a bad feel. Yeah, I had a, I had a bad feeling about uh, yesterday for sure. I had a worse feeling uh, before the rainout. After the rainout, I, I you know with Nestor, I, I felt a little little better, but I still had a bad feeling. But you just said that you're confident in Tyone. Yeah, I am, but that doesn't mean I think it's going to win. They're going up against <laughs> Verlander. I know Ver- Verlander got beat. Like this is the way the Yankees are going to win the series. You need Verlander. Something has to be wrong. Where Verlander's like hanging pitches, like his mechanics falter, and they score like seven runs, and they win like game one seven to five somehow. That's look. I'm confident in Tyone, but Tyone's not going to give you length, and the bullpen is probably shot right now. The look. This is this is the path I see to win. They have to. Verlander has to have one implosion game. I think you need you need Nestor. Uh, you need uh, Sevi to win game two, Cole to win game three, and and uh, Nestor to win game four. I guess I because because I, mean, I, I don't look, think Verlander needs to implode. I mean, the Yankees could just you know, Tyone could step up and pitch a good game, and it can get down to a battle of the bullpens. I mean, we've seen even this. Even in the regular season, where the Yankees were thoroughly outplayed, and they and one ninth inning rally just completely erases it. Like this is this yeah. is the playoffs. Narratives can play out, and one weird inning could yeah, change no. the game could change a series. I mean, look, we we could have just as easily been previewing the Mariners right now. Like the Mariners were were what three pitches away from sweeping the Astros, and but we're talking about an Astros sweep instead. Like. They the, the Mariners make two good pitches to Alvarez, and one well, that's thing, the thing you thing can't goes, make. Mis- yeah, you can't make mistakes to these guys. But that's yeah, he's made a ton of mistakes <laughs> against the Guardians. But they, you know. But what I'm of- saying is, look how close the Mariners were to sweeping Houston. Like that's that series was a sweep, but it was also so close to going the complete opposite way. So yeah, the no, Astros are Astros are clearly beatable. I as fun and resurgent as the Mariners were, I still believe the Yankees are a better team. Uh, and so any anything could happen. Again, it doesn't mean my expectations are high. I, I definitely, I definitely think the Astros will deservedly be the overwhelming favorites. But but also any anything can happen. Anything at all. There have been plenty of playoff series that I've went in convinced that the Yankees had an advantage in every aspect of the game and lost. Yeah, and. There have been series where I thought, I mean, look no further than the NLDS. I, I I could not believe how easily the Phillies dispatched the Braves. Like just sometimes you're better for a week. Yeah, I that that is true. Hey, look, everybody complained about the layoffs. The Astros have only played three games in such a long stretch and now have had quite a bit of time off. They're going to go, what, since Saturday without playing a game? Yeah, it was Saturday. Yep, well, they so played they, two games that day, pretty much. Yeah, but. so it's Sunday, Monday, so three days off after having five days off. So you never know; they might be a little bit rusty to come out. I would also wouldn't be surprised if if Jordan hit like three dingers today. <laughs> he's scary. Yeah, right. I know he's he is scary. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you you don't know what you know. We don't know what's going to happen, but on paper and with the way the rotation is set up, it's it's pretty scary because. You're only going to get Nestor once. You're going to get Cole twice if it goes six, but 
or if it goes seven, but only once once is going to be on short rest. Otherwise, you're guaranteed two Tyone. You need to survive two Tyone starts. And like I said, I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying oh Tyone stinks. I think Tyone's going to give a gutty effort, but a gutty effort for Tyone does not necessarily mean dominance. Where the Yankees, yeah, the Yankees tr- struggled to score against the Astros this season. Oh yeah, no, they they absolutely did. They so that were no hit against yeah. <laughs> against them once. Yeah, I and so I just think with the 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 scoring versus the state of the pitching, it's it's a tall tall hill to climb, but we'll see. I uh, I really want it, but I'm really nervous. All right, well then I guess with that in mind, I probably know the answer, but let's let's make some predictions. Who wins this series, and let's throw in who is going to win the ALCS MVP. All right. Um, I am going to take the Astros in five. I think I, I just I think the Yankees are so poorly set up. I think they lose both Tyone Verlander games, game one and game five, and they'll they'll sneak out a win. Uh, but I, I think the issue is actually going to be offensively. Um, I you know, the Yankees have trouble hitting Houston pitching for some reason. And I, that that really worries me if the Yankees are to win. I think it's because John Carlo just goes nuts and carries them um, to a couple with a couple big time performances. So if the Yankees win, I'm taking John Carlo, uh, but I am predicting Astros in five. Which, by the way, I I hit the ALCS the I was the division series prediction correct. I hope I'm wrong on the ALCS one. Yeah, yeah. I hope your streak. I hope your streak just ends at one. I don't but. think I've ever picked picked it correct before though. So you never know. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to give the Yankees one more game, and I'll say it's the Astros in six. And if it is the Astros in six, the MVP is probably going to be – it sounds like an easy one, but I think Alvarez is going to be really hard to to contain. Um, well, t- take a Yankee if you think the Yankees – you know, if the Yankees win, who, who's, who's getting the belt? If the Yankees win, then I would give the belt – to Rizzo and I think he has a huge a huge series with the lack of lefties that's a good pick but yeah you never know hey Rizzo and and Stanton get hot then they got to start really pitching the judge coming right after him yeah and those aren't the only candidates obviously we didn't even mention judge he can catch fire uh Glaber we've seen him catch fire for periods of time even against the Astros I mean he had a massive game one in 2019 he was seems like he's having better at bats uh, Bader has swung the bat really well. So John Carlo has historically played well against Houston too, if memory serves correct. I know he had a home run in game one that series before he hurt his calf or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, his quad, his quad. He hit the home run off Granky, the Oppo home run. Yeah, I, I mean, mm-hmm. Stanton, we don't even, it doesn't even need to be said anymore. I mean, this guy is a proven playoff monster. The, the hate this guy received from so many portions of the Yankee fan base was just so insanely stupid. I mean, this guy started his Yankee career with two home runs in his first game, carried the team while judge was hurt that first year, hit a mammoth home run, his first ever playoff game as a Yankee, then has one bad series against the Red Sox followed by injuries in 2019. And then everyone just immediately hates him. Like, come on, this guy is one of their, he's one of the best Yankee playoff hitters we've seen in since since the dynasty years so i am i am glad he only hears cheers now in the bronx that's how it should be and i i hope he goes off this series absolutely look to if you are not a john carlos stanton fan 
because you don't like the way his game is, you got to respect him at least for what he contributes to the team. Because when he gets hot, it's just it's it's he's a wrecking machine. And if you were booing Judge at the stadium on game two, get lost. Don't yes. come back. Do not come back to the stadium. Guy hit 62 home runs. He's probably exhausted from carrying the team. <laughs> and 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 he still hit two home runs this series. Yeah. And you're complaining about I just, him. just missed the third. Literally just missed the third, which would have been his second of the game in, in game three. So, okay. so yes. r- look, we've seen this before. In 2017, Judge was ice cold. And then in game three, he hit a home run of the ALCS. He hit a home run and he didn't stop. Yeah, he struggles against the Guardians in the postseason. It's it's a trend. It's happened. It's happened before. The Guardians are a typically very good pitching team. So I'm not all that surprised that Judge racked up a bunch of strikeouts against a really good pitching staff. And I also would be equally unsurprised if he goes on an absolute tear this series. That's he's the best hitter in the league. It was a five game series. He struggled for for two and a half of those games, probably. That's not that uncommon. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what else to say except let's go Yanks. And you never know. It's baseball, guys. Anything can happen. Yeah, that's all there is to say. Let's hope the Yankees can find a way to finally get past the Astros. I'm certainly sick of seeing them in the ALCS and, and winning. And, man, would it feel good to see the Yankees celebrate and head to the World Series, something we haven't seen in a long time. But we will be here to react to it. Whenever that happens and whoever is celebrating, thanks to everybody for listening. And it's time to lock in. We've got game one tonight and we'll talk to you soon. Let's go Yanks.